about two years now. Well, there you go. Okay, I'm gonna do my really awkward intro. Do it. Okay, don't cringe. Welcome to You Know More Than Me. My name is Nat Hickman, and today I'm here with... Rourke Croswell. Uh, Rourke Croswell. Anyways, um, this uh, podcast is fully under uh, class rules, but also it is sponsored by WXU Radio and also the Convergent Media Center at Capital University. Hashtag CapBam. I have to say that. No, I don't. I just like to because it sounds good. So it's under school rules, so we can't just like... We can say cuss words, but I will have to edit them out later. So saying them will just make it harder for me. So if I just, I don't, no, I'm not going to make you edit that much. I'm not going to make, this is going to be the hardest episode yet. No, it's Um, okay. You can totally cuss. My, actually my hardest episode was with Althea because I, she just, cuss words are just totally in her vernacular. And so she just says it very casually, which is totally fine, because I usually do too. So I'm not like, you know. Also, this is my effing podcast, so I can say whatever I want. And my professor is cool with that, but I would like to get monetized. Which is fair. So. Anyways. Hi, baby. Hi, Chalupa. Oh, we're, my cats, we're here. Oh, yes. I am petting Rourke's cat named Chalupa. I am not touching a part of the Taco Bell menu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, so Rourke is here to talk to me about Dungeons & Dragons, which, well, this will be the first episode where I actually don't know anything about Dungeons & Dragons. I literally don't know anything. So I would just, first of all, just explain it to me, I guess. Yeah, so um, Dungeons & Dragons, it is a, it's called a tabletop role-playing game, a TTRPG. So it is kind of like a board game. Um, like you get together in person, except you don't actually get together in person yeah. uh, because COVID. But um, right. you, know, you all get together and um, you you play the game. And then that's similar to how you would play Monopoly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to call it a, a cooperative storytelling experience because that's kind of what it is. So you can play this online? Yeah, I actually, I currently play it online with a bunch of friends, like, every single week. So. Oh, okay. So, like, this is actually, like, very COVID-friendly. It's extremely COVID-friendly. It's got some hurdles. Um, It took me a little bit to get used to it because I was so used to in-person. But as soon as, you know, you figure out all that, mm-hmm. all that jazz, then it's, it's pretty easy. Um, and all that jazz. Exactly. Um, Wait, what's your favorite musical? Mine is not just Chicago, but just because I said that, it is Chicago. You have to stick with the brand. I don't. I want to say, I want to say Hades Town, just because the soundtrack is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never like legitimately seen it like in person, so like yeah. I feel like I'm not allowed to say that. I'm not sure. Maybe they should come out with a movie. It's okay if they don't, though. Yeah, no, musical movies are... That's neither... That's the next episode. So, um... <laughs> um the, the main rules of Dungeons & Dragons, um... Uh, 
uh, is that there are two roles that need to be filled when you play. There needs to be a dungeon master or a game master. This is the person who does a lot of like prep work and they kind of make the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are the players and they have like their own characters that they play and they role play. And kind of the dynamic is that the dungeon master creates a scenario, a story, and then the players have to react to it and uh, set forth and help kind of advance the story. A little bit of improv, a little bit of like role playing. Um, she should not be there. <laughs> hey, I got it. hey, you know better. Yeah, Thank she is. You. She is not. Yeah, that's okay. So, <laughs> and that's that's really the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you would be like, oh, you walk into a room and there, like, I'm the dungeon master whenever mm-hmm. I play. And I would say, oh, you all walk into a room and there are six skeletons. And then, like, all of the players would be like, well, here's what I do. So, but I find that there are, like, actual rules to Dungeons & Dragons. There are. Um, you actually see right in front of you, there is a giant book that is some... What is it like? Three hundred pages long. Uh, that basically give you the rules. <laughs> Are those rules necessary though? Like, yes. Can you play it without those rules? Yes and no. So like, if you play it without the rules, you're just playing pretend on the playground at that point. Um, the big thing. So let's go back to the skeleton thing. Uh, like I have a player who's like, I attack the skeleton. That's when I say, okay, uh, roll this die, die to see if you hit or not. That's kind of like where like the fun comes into play. Um, dice, oh. yeah, dice basically determine the outcome of almost everything in the game. Uh, and it adds a little bit of randomness to it, and it really makes it fun and interesting. Because uh, at any point, you know, somebody can do like this crazy awesome thing and have a huge success, or they can like their pants can fall down, or they can trip can trip over themselves depending on how high or low the dice roll is. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, the big thing, like, there is a giant rule book uh, that has a lot of rules and everything. Um, they're fairly easy. If you watch some YouTube videos or watch people who play the game, it's pretty easy to catch on. You do not need to be crazy like me and read through the entire book because you think it's fun. <laughs> wow. So, it's it's a pretty accessible game. Um, it used to be a lot more complicated than it is now. Uh there, there are multiple like versions of Dungeons and Dragons. They're like they're called editions. So the original one was released in like the the late seventies. I want to say I don't have the Wikipedia in front of me. Gotcha. Um, and then it went to second edition, and then it it kind of advanced from there. We're currently on fifth edition, which I think is the most accessible thing for anyone to play. Um, and it's just a lot of fun to get together with friends. Why do you think it's the most accessible to play? Because uh, they they take a lot of, like, because there used to be so many, like, rules and numbers and all this stuff to, like, figure out. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot less, like, there's still rules and numbers and all this stuff, but it's a lot more, like, you know, you were asking, can you play the game w- without the rules? And, like, there are some rules in this book that you just have the option just to ignore. If you don't think that it's fun to figure out, like, all this complicated stuff, you could just be like, eh, we're just not going to do it. Let's just, like, do... Let's follow this other really basic rule instead. Um, it's a lot more 
they, they had a bigger focus on like let's make a fun story with friends and let's like do like kind of improv and like have a good time gotcha and much less like my character has a has a 17 in charisma and like you know I'm doing like I rolled a, a 17 plus 4 times 1 point like it's it's a lot less it's not so that anymore can because I know characters are a big thing because people are like oh I created my character and that's like something that like people like take a lot of like care in creating and also they like take pride in their character yeah what is creating your character like so I can actually show you there is a piece of paper that you have Okay. It is this right here. This is going to be like the most complicated barrier for any like new player to get into. You, because all of these are going to be filled up with numbers and text and all of this stuff. Okay. So what you do is you just figure out what you want to play. Um, there are different classes in the game. Yeah. What are those classes? Tell me. So how many are there? There are in this game. Two, three, four. And what's this game? Seven, eight, what's nine, this edition? Ten, Eleven, twelve. Uh, this is 5th edition. Okay, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. There are... I want to say 13 classes. Okay. So, and they range from, you know, a fighter. That's uh, actually a class. You know, you could be a barbarian. You could be a magic caster. So you could be a sorcerer or you could be a wizard uh, who has like a spell book. You could be a monk who fights with their fist and uses... Uh, it's a sort of magic called key. Uh, there's a lot of options to fit like whatever play style you really wanted to be. Right. You know, they're clerics, so you can heal your friends. There are druids, so you can talk to animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just my court. Yeah, we'll be fine. Uh, and if need be, we can lock the cats away inside prison. Oh no, they're fine. So you pick that, uh, and there's not really an incorrect answer. Um, there's not exactly, you know, when you play video games, sometimes it's like, oh, this character is better than this character. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really, that doesn't matter uh, at all. But each of them, you don't need every single one of them to play the game. You don't no. need 13 people to play. No, I have, uh, I, realistically, if you really wanted to, you could have two people. You could have the dungeon master and you could have a single player. And that could be a game if that's what you want. I typically do, I enjoy running three players, and then I kind of cap it out at six players. Uh, I am currently running a game um, with six people, and that's kind of what we're doing. So, you can, obviously, because I know it's like a thing that people do every single week, like, Mm -hmm. you can string it out as long as you want what's the time limit is there a time limit what's the cap is there something that like a catch 22 about how long if you do play it or uh the big one is just making sure you have that time commitment uh there have been a numerous amount of they're called campaigns like the stories that i have been running and they can last um the last one that I played, we finished it a couple weeks ago. It lasted a year mm. um, of us playing on and off for about a week. You know, of course, like break would happen and everything, and it was hard for that. And right. the pandemic happened, which was a nice little wrench in things. But it was about yeah. a year of that, and then it ended. The story was complete, and they did what they set out to do. And now we're starting a brand new one that started two weeks ago and they have whole new characters and there's a whole new world that I made and all new stories and stuff uh, for them to explore 
so you can it can be as long or as short as you want. Uh, what's really cool is there are they're called one shots, <laughs> and they're literally made oh, yeah. to be played in a single evening. Uh, and does it just condense it? Yeah, it's like it's it's like you know. Yeah, it's very much condensed. It's less of a... It's less Lord of the Rings and, like, that scope and timeline. Gotcha. And it's it's a lot more, like... Tabletop. It's, it's, it's just a lot more, like... Oh, go to the I don't know. It's it's like a, it's like die hard. Like it all happens in a single <laughs> evening. You know, like it's it's like a 90 minute. It it might last longer than 90 minutes, but you know, it's a nice digestible thing. Are the so can or do people do tournaments with these? Like are there like actual competitions like it's with not, Smash Bros or stuff like that? It's not competitive. I haven't really heard of any tournaments happening. It's very just collaborative and creative, and that's really the thing that I adore about it is that Every single person, um, if you fully participate in it, gets it, it's. It, you just get something very creative out of it. So, let's say, I mean, do people die off in this game or like characters? Yeah. Yes. Like, and then, okay, so what do they do during the rest of the game? So, it typically, um, if your character dies, that I mean, that's it. Uh, there are spells that are in the game that allow you to like revive people, mm-hmm. uh, but typically if they die, that's it. And then what happens is they kind of just watch for the rest of the session, which is just a single night. Mm-hmm. And then I come to them and I say, okay, uh, let's work on a new character. Um, that and is a, a new character joins. Yes. Yeah. And then I and then I kind of write it into the story and figure all that out. It's it's a that is a very delicate, complex thing because players get very attached to their characters. Oh, so they just can't use their character at all. Can you take the character that you use from the like another game and like put it in? Yeah, I mean I've played the same. I have a I have like an orc barbarian that I played uh, multiple amounts of times well, well, like well, different well, like, well. worlds and stuff. Can you like mix classes? Or is Orc like a family oh, of people? We we got off track on the character creation thing. Yeah, so there are races. <laughs> there are yet yeah, no. For, I know. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah, I know. It's a yeah. Ooh, but uh, there there are races and then there are uh, classes. So you can be any combination of the two. What are the races? That it's a big. It's a much more extensive list. So like, could I have, be a dog? No. Oh well. Well, I will never. Play. You could be a dog. Like that's the thing. Um, I don't want to be a furry. Let me make that clear. A, a, I just want to <laughs> be a dog. And there are options for that if you furries at home are listening. Anyway. And I, if you um, are, don't say that you are. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, there there was a stance that has been taken on this podcast. Correct. So. The big thing is that there are no rules in the book that explain how a dog would work. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make up your own rules and your own guidelines for it if uh-huh. you really wanted to play a dog. Or, like, people on the internet have probably already done that. You know? So, like, but could I just say that, like, I'm a dog that wanted to play as a wizard. Or, sorry, a bard? Is that what the technical term is called? A bard is a different class, yeah. They use, like, music and stuff to... Oh, right. Okay. What is the wizard one? Is that just, like, a sorcerer? Or what is the formal term? A wizard, a sorcerer. There's a bunch of... Mm, Look here in the book. In the table of contents. All of the 
pretty much all of the classes are here. Okay, so there's barbarian, a bard, cleric, druid, fighter, monk, paladin, ranger, rogue, sorcerer, warlock, and wizard. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, what's the difference between a warlock and a wizard? Oh, uh, a warlock, you're getting into, like, it's, like, lore story stuff. A warlock gets their power from, like, a patron, which is, like, a god or, like, an eldritch being, like Cthulhu. Um... And then a wizard has, like, a spell book, and they study, like, nonstop and pay $38,000 a year to learn how to cast a teeny little spell. Called Music Ed. <laughs> Called <Anyway>. Music Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Called Musicianship 3 with <laughs> Dina. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, I, I think it's just so interesting, because I've, I've never played it, but it's always been something I'm like, oh, if I played that, I feel like I'd be good at it, and I think I would play along. But also, sometimes I'm so, like, naive about those things, and I'm so impatient that I'm just like, no, I want to be this. But so I, my question was, could I be a dog who plays as, who's technically an orc, but has all the same stats as an orc. But it's a dog. But it's just a dog. Can that work? Or no? Like, in theory, according yes, to, According right? to the rules, no. But again, like, anything's possible. If you, if the person who is running the game, your dungeon master, is like, yeah, I don't care. Be a dog that has the same the, stats. The stats as an orc. That's <laughs> fine. I like if everyone. My big thing is just make sure everyone's having fun. If there's like, oh, okay. this, yeah. So like, consent rules apply for D and D, and the fact very that much if, so. If everyone's okay with it, then it's okay. Like it, it definitely, there is. Like, there's a stupid. Um, I almost swore. There's this very stupid rule that I, I think it's stupid, and it's called encumbrance. Like, each player has, like, a certain amount of weight that they can carry. So mm-hmm. every single item that they pick up, they have to, like, it has a weight that's in the rule book, and they have to mark it down, and they, like, have, like, a calculator, and they figure out, no, I don't care. It's like, we're playing Minecraft. I'm carrying as 18 spots and 64 logs. Yeah, as long as you're not, like, carrying, like, an entire tree or an entire boulder, I do not care about that. Like, you are fine. Right. And that's, like, and nobody, and if you have a group that's really, like, no, I want to do, like, encumbrance, and I want to make sure that I'm, like, I want to, like, it's, like, survival. I want to make sure that I'm eating and drinking enough water as we're traveling on the road and keep track of that. They want to play hardcore mode. Exactly. If they, if that group finds that fun, then they can absolutely do that. That's one of the reasons why I love this so much, because you can just kind of pick and choose according to which group of friends that you're playing with. Gotcha. Okay. Have you ever found yourself playing, like, allegorically, like, like with, like, politicians or as, like, politics or, like... Like in the story? Yeah. Yes. That is actually what I am. Uh, hopefully my players are not listening to this. I hope they are, but like spoilers for the campaign that I'm planning out, there's a lot of like politics and like, you know, different kingdoms Ooh. and countries like fighting with each other. And... Democratia and Republicano. Yes, yes. And well, then not, the... not exactly that, but Yeah. Like... <laughs> and then there's the Libertarians, which, God, my friend something. <laughs> My friend, who we both know, said that um, libertarians are just Republicans that smoke weed. (laughs) That's so funny. That's so funny. I'm not taking a personal stance on that, but I just think that that's funny. (laughs) Whether or not that's actually true. true. It's just funny that he said that. I think someone should fund a study for that. And then someone also said that the Green Party was just uh, 
Shrek. Extra, like, <laughs> extra, extra Karens. I guess. I am about sick. I've had enough of this light. So the light keeps flickering on and off. It's been doing this. And it's not just, like, an actual flicker, like it's a Halloween movie. It just turns off, and, like, three minutes later, it's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm back. Um, had enough of them. Anyway. Uh-huh. Uh... I, I, it's really, I definitely suggest it to people, and it's not, okay, I have sunk a lot of money into this game. Um, How much money? We don't have, uh, we don't have to talk about that. So, like, getting, like, a hardcover book, um, retail is, like, it, like, this is, like, $50 retail. Jesus. Yes. It, How many books do you have, then? Um, I've got, like, five of them. There's a lot more. Anyway... <laughs> there are really affordable options for starting, though. Mm-hmm. There is actually, um, it's called the Dungeons and Dragons Starter Set. It's like this little box. It's got a big dragon on the front. It is twenty dollars retail, and you can get it on Amazon for less. Um, Epic. And it comes with a little paperback version of the book. Uh-huh. It comes with some character sheets. It comes with a little set of dice uh, that you need. So, so it's definitely like, oh, I want to dabble a bit, and then you can get together with your friends and you can play. So you can also, though, like, I'm assuming that there are, like, YouTube videos or just, like, websites and stuff like that that can help you create your character. Yes. But also, do you find that you have more people who just take characters that either you've already made or that there are already present that the game, like, in a starter pack gives you? No. I. Whenever, like, I start, like, an actual campaign, frequently I have players, um... The second campaign that we've started, uh, five of the players were from my previous campaign. And there has been a new person, never played Dungeons and Dragons in her life. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh no, I have this super complicated character that I really want to play with like this backstory and everything and gave it to me. So I was like, okay, we can make this work. Like <laughs> frequently I find that it's, they want the character to be very personal for them, which oh, yeah. frequently makes for very, emotional and passionate and fun uh, uh, games that, that happen. Yeah. So, so it, that's actually another thing. I find this game extremely therapeutic. Um, role-playing characters and, you know, you know, I always find it funny whenever I'm like, yeah, what's your character's flaws? Like, what's wrong with them? And then they always, there's always a little piece of the player inside these characters. <gasps> and it's like so... That's very interesting. And eventually my friends, like, they figure it out. They're like, oh, my God. Like, there's, like, something that So, like, okay, so this is actually just you. And not completely. It's, like, a little piece of it that they, yeah. they're just like, huh. And, like, by the end of the story, I don't know. I just feel like there's, like, I don't want to be, like, a therapist. I'm not a therapist. And I don't know this for sure. But, like, I just feel like there's, like, a little bit of, like, growth. I don't know. Well, and so my comparison would be, do you think that... D&D is almost kind of in the same realm of being an alternate character and growing as some would say like, I don't know, drag queens dressing up in something completely different and then just having this confidence that they don't have out of drag. I cannot speak for other people, but in my experience throughout high school and even throughout college now, um, I've been playing D&D, oh my God, for six years now, Uh which is incredible. Uh, whenever like I play a character, you know, someone else is the dungeon master. I always find that that is true for myself. Mm-hmm. Every single character that I have made, I, you know, like they always have a flaw that makes them interesting. But then I think, and I'm like, huh, 
completely. That's down. my fault. <laughs> you see it, like you know, but then you like there's like some like really like strong attributes about it, uh-huh. you know, and you're like, oh well, I also have some of that. I know you keep looking at Luke. She is distracting. Well, Chalupa the cat is very distracting, but also Sig looking at me. Oh, now he's not. He turned his <laughs> Cause head. Because he, he knew. <laughs> well, but he's been staring at me with his head down like that, and he has not blinked like once, and it's terrifying. It's the anxiety. So, but yeah. Running back, it's definitely, it's very, you know, I again, I cannot relate it to the experience that like drag queens have because I have not had that experience myself, yeah. but I can see Chalupa correlation. <laughs> she's playing with the- I know, she's playing with the wire. She's about to ruin the recording. It's okay. Hi there. <laughs> Silly cat. Um, but interesting. Okay. Definitely, you know, there's a lot of great YouTube videos. Um, there's this beautiful man. His name is Matthew Mercer. Uh, he is a voice actor, and he is, in my opinion, the world's greatest dungeon master. And he... There's a lot of videos that, like, help explain <laughs> how... The there's a lot of videos that he makes and that like you know his friends will make that explain how to play Dungeons and Dragons, how they get started with it. They even have a lengthy podcast um, called Critical Role where they like play Dungeons and Dragons. And if you that it you know there's another kid in my podcast class or a radio class who has a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. There's a lot of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts. I know. There's, you know, there's ones that are called real play. So um, the Critical Role ones, like each episode is three hours long with like a break in between. Um, Because that's about how long a typical session would last. Um, Two sets, like That's how long a session of Monopoly would last. It really would, yeah, when you think about it. So, and, and the time flies by when you're just like- When you're having fun. I mean, basically. So that's- yeah, uh, and then you so that's real play, and then you can find podcasts that are very much like, hey, we're gonna set the rules to the side a little bit and focus more on the story because fifth edition allows for that. Right. Uh, there's a phenomenal podcast um, that I recommend. Even if you're not into Dungeons and Dragons, you should listen to the Adventure Zone. Um, Do you know who does that podcast? It is the McElroy family. Uh, so they are three brothers: um, Justin McElroy. Travis McElroy and Griffin McElroy, they have like a huge like podcasting is their living. Like that's how they make a living. They have wow. so many podcasts. I um, thought McElmore was just a rapper. <laughs> McElroy. I know. But, <laughs> I thought that was funny. I just didn't anyways. want to confuse the few listeners. <laughs> um, they've got a great like Dungeons and Dragons podcast, mm-hmm. and it's just a wonderful story. Uh, they're actually they put it into a graphic novel too so I have like the first three volumes of that I know he's just staring he just the cat just keeps staring at me also if you've heard any noises that are just weird definitely the cats which I am so grateful because I love cats so much because they're full of personality (laughs) and you always forget that they're so stupid but they don't look stupid because they just look very wise and sentient but they're really just really dumb (laughs) true and you know what I'm going to let you insult my cats for a second (laughs) they really I mean all cats are kind of dumb I can get behind that, I think. It's like, oh, this cat might be thinking about all my flaws and all the times that I should be getting bad karma back, but, like, I just keep forgetting he's just an idiot. (laughs) And see, he doesn't know what I'm saying. 
Sig, you're silly. I think it, we're about to just get into a whole other conversation. We're second episode with starring me. Um, I definitely think the cats like. I think they get the intent. I don't know if they completely understand. You know, they do not understand the definition of the words because that's not how language works. But like, I think sometimes they get like the emotions, the intent from a sentence. Yeah. You know. That's it's a metal charger. She's fine. Okay. So. Well, I think that this was a, a this is a good place to stop. This we've got a pretty good amount of content unless you want to keep going, but. It's totally up to you. I definitely just say, you know, don't dump a bunch of money into it unless you know that you really want to play it um, because it can be a time sink and a money sink. Um, but seriously, go buy the starter set, listen to some podcasts or watch some YouTube videos and just get some friends together over Discord or Zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. Right. And just play the game and just have a lot of fun doing it and don't take it super seriously. Uh, and just allow yourselves to, you know, just have a great time. Yeah. Well, work as well. Thank you so much for yeah. coming on today. Um, as always, practice empathy. It's a superpower. May you go in peace in the rest of your days. And bye from New York at Saturday.